Are you okay? Do you want? <laughs> I thought that was gonna come out better. Okay. Um. So how you about the Cowboys? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? That's fair. You know what? Let me ask you a question. Do right. do people in Mexico give a shit about American football at all? Sometimes depends depends on the people that you hang out with. There's people who are really into it. But for example, my family are into all sports. Uh-huh. So when it's football season, they're all fighting because they're all di- they're on different teams. And then when football season ends, I think basketball start. No, b- baseball starts. Yeah. And then they they also have different teams. And then baseball season ends. And then I think soccer season start or se- soccer is, is, is always ongoing. And but yeah, there's always one ongoing. So there's always one happening. So yeah, family is really into. To American football, I, I know people who are really, really into it, and they like carp their teams on their backs. It's kind of embarrassing to see from afar, and that's coming from someone who dresses up as characters and goes to comic conventions. Um, so uh, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say, man, wait, are you one to point the sword? Because I've seen you dressed up as fucking Link. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not embarrassed by that because you know. Zelda has never disappointed me, you know, but that's, that's the difference that that's why this is so different from like, if we sat down and we talk about sports, we could go pretty much all day, but this uh, talking about movies, it's not competitive. Like it never has been. Yes. It so can that's be. why, I mean, it could be. <laughs> and, and if it was, I would win, but you know, that's, what's kind of interesting about this, about, about, about this project, you know? So do I care about American football? Not particularly. I am one of those assholes that likes to watch the Super Bowl for the commercials and for the Super Bowl and for the hot wings. So I don't know if I'm the best person to talk about that specifically, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Um, um. <laughs> my mom is a Cowboys fan, like like you. Uh, my God dad hates it. the Cowboys. My dad my dad is a Ravens fan. Can, and uh hey ask him how ask him uh about Lamar Jackson you know being overrated ask him about that I want to know his answer all right I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll make like a little post-it for myself <laughs> uh and my sister roots for the Seahawks that's that's her team yeah tell her they're wasting Russell Wilson's career and she'll agree with you okay I'll I'll let her know I need to have a podcast episode with just your family we can talk about football. <laughs> It could be pretty funny. Now that now that the tall one is out of the room, what do you all really think of Chema? <laughs> <laughs> but all, all of them will probably say overrated. <laughs> like oh. five out of ten, we we've had better kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, he was the test drive, you know. <laughs> You want to say the prototype never really ends up how you want it, but uh, the first official model, pretty good. He's he's serviceable, you know. <laughs> he managed he managed to find a job all, all by himself. He's, he needs some he's updates, doing all right. Needs some updates. Needs to stop watching so much anime, but you know he's he's chilling. He's kind of weird. He's wearing a Canada hoodie, which is a place that he's never been to in his life. Hey. So you know that's pretty fun. Fun Why? fact: they actually say a in Canada. They actually say that. I was once yeah. on the phone with an insurance agent from Canada at work, and she was like, "You have a good day, eh?" Hey, that that actually made my day. That actually made my fucking day because I was like, "Oh my god, they do that. They do do that." You were like, "Oh my god, the writers of How I Met Your Mother were right." 
There were. I also, have a friend. Yeah. Tell me first. I, I have a friend who's from Canada and she, it's always funny because like we like joke around on like Canadian services, but then she, she would say hoost instead of house. And I think, I think that's always funny. Hoost. Let's go to your hoost. Like, yeah. Wow. Like it's very, it's, it's very subtle. Like you can barely notice it, but it's. Oh my it's God. Funny. The hoost is burning down. <laughs> There's still children in that hoost. I will not be able to take it seriously if that, if that were to happen. So now that, now that we've alienated the, the Canadian audience, are you ready for some top tens? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thank you for welcoming us onto your screens or onto your headphones, depending on how you're watching this. I am Eddie. And I am Shema, reviewing the top 10 of the year. And this is, is the, the rollback. rollback. Um, All folks, right. the one thing more consistent than uh, the, the one holiday of the year, more consistent than Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween combined. It's our top 10. We've done it every year since what? 2014, 2016, 2016. Was no. that the first year? I believe so. Yeah. Huh? Fair enough. So can we're here. That, can you believe that? The only I, I, uh, I'm afraid that I'm. I'm so concerned that you say that we were as consistent as Christmas. I was going to say we were as consistent as the Cowboys not making it into the Super Bowl. So, oh, well, another year, another year come back. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I will end this podcast right now. <laughs> we will disband and all eight of our fans will be pissed. <laughs> all right so we have our top 10 favorite movies of the year 2021 these are not the best movies of 2021 these are our favorite movies of 2021 but they are kind of the best movies of 2021 uh, according to like every letterbox list in the world so uh you know the drill we've done this every single year without failing uh we go one i go one and we go back and forth until we reach or what? Do you want to do honorable mentions now or before we do number one? I say we do honorable mentions. I want to I want to shock you with my honorable mentions. All right. Uh, you want to go first? Uh, sure. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, in well, almost in no particular order. Uh, yeah. I'll, save the, I'll save the shocker for the end. <clears throat> so, uh, Fatherhood uh, on Netflix uh, starring Kevin Hart. Have you heard of it? Have you seen it? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it emotional powerhouse performance from kevin hart i didn't know he had this in him same thing with like with true story the series that he starred in Mm -hmm. fatherhood was a gut punch after gut punch after gut punch legit made me cry like more than once uh the 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 long and short of it is uh the movie is about a a man who uh he he becomes a parent and almost immediately after their daughter is born his wife dies um, of a hemorrhage, uh, of a bleed, of a bleed on the inside. The thing is, like, they didn't even know. Like, like there was no way to prevent it. There was no like, oh, if they had just done this or this is unrealistic. Like, no, it was unpreventable, and it was like heartbreaking. And just his reaction, like when he's told, like, I'm sorry, your wife is gone. He's like, my wife is dead, and you see him breaking down. Like, like it does not compute to like it hitting him to crying to like you you see all these faces and then you see him uh playing a man that's that's lost his wife his friends are trying to do right by him but they're kind of overstepping his mother and his mother-in-law 
you know, trying to help him like, Hey, we can, we can help you with this, you know, let her live with us. Like, you know, everyone doubts him. Like you can't be a father. It's, it's such a good movie. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. All right, cool. Um, nobody, I know movie, I know notorious that you didn't like, uh, (laughs) but it was just stupid fun. And it was, it was actually hilarious, but it was stupid fun. I liked it. Um, I need those movies. Uh, and talking about stupid fun, wrath of man, um, stylistically a great action movie by Guy Ritchie starring Jason Statham. Um, great revenge movie, a movie with twists. I didn't fucking see coming. Like as the movie goes on, you get more and more reveals and it makes more and more sense, you know? And like I said, the actions are great. Um, Venom, uh, let there be carnage. Great movie. I liked it a little too short for my taste, but I enjoyed it. I love the first Venom. Um, and lastly, and this will probably be the shocker, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wow. I was convinced that was going to be like your number one. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I am shocked. Okay. Yeah. So the reason for it is this. I don't think, let me be clear. If this movie, ha- if this had been the one that came out in 2017, it would have been my number one. Easy. By a country fucking yeah. mile. Yeah. The thing is, I don't think it's fair to do this movie twice also this movie it was forcibly made because the fans made it happen let me be clear i love this movie i have sat down to watch this four-hour behemoth multiple times there's a lot of great storytelling in it i love this movie but i feel like it would be disingenuous to have this on this list um so i'm counting as an honorable mention it can be, if you want to count it on my top 10, it's my, you know, number zero secrets favorite or whatever. But all right. Yeah. Justice, Zack Snyder's Justice League, incredible, amazing, a milestone, a movie. I legit, uh, I got out of work early, went to a movie theater, bought a huge bag of popcorn, came home, sat my ass down for four hours and watched it in one sitting the day it came out. Nice. But that's my honorable mentions. Mate, you're up. Have you seen? Have you seen the black and white version on HBO? Uh, Justice is great. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, but I kind of want to. Yeah. But the only difference is like a handful of scenes. It's not too different. I'll be honest with you. you okay. I mean, you're not. The only real difference is like two scenes with the Joker and that's it. And it's not, they're not even long scenes. Mm. So, okay. Uh... All right. Uh, all right. So my honorable mentions, um, first of all, Lamb. A really weird ass A24 movie. Really enjoyed it. Very quiet, uh, but very, uh, the ending packs a real punch, uh, which is great. Probably the most A24 movie A24 has ever done. Uh, (laughs) Cruella, weirdly, weirdly really enjoyed that one. Uh, The music was great. The style was great. uh, The setting was great. Uh, Wish Dragon, really cute little Netflix animated movie. Uh, I watched it with some cousins and uh, they were having a blast. I was having a blast. Uh, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Kind of forgot this one came out this year, but I remember really enjoying it. So uh, that's a good one. Uh, My Hero Academia, World Heroes Mission. This is an honorable mention, probably because I had a blast watching it with you. So that's that's <laughs> also like uh, a big thing. Raya and the Last Dragon, really cool animated movie. Um, but I think it got kind of lost between all the shuffle of all the great animated movies that came out this year. Uh, the Fear Street Trilogy. Really enjoyed all three of them. Had a lot of fun. Uh, really, that, that that was a great uh, three Friday back to back to back when we enjoyed those. Uh, the Green Knight, 
great, uh, great movie visually. I enjoyed it. I, I know it divides a lot of people. I enjoyed it. Pig, uh, I think that's my nobody uh, that I really like, but you probably, but, but, but you kind of did it a lot, but I really enjoyed Nicolas Cage in this one. Um, don't, don't, don't hit me. Godzilla versus Kong. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Uh, but it's, it's an honorable mention for, for me, not because it's bad, but because I liked everything else a lot more. I'm sorry. We're probably going to discuss that a little bit more. Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, I really liked. Uh, fun, fun action movie. Uh, a great uh, great shout out to, to Natasha Romanoff and her character. Uh, Don't Look Up was, was fun. Uh, uh, realistic in a bad way, but, but fun. Uh, Nightmare Alley, which I just watched uh, last weekend. I enjoyed it. Del Toro is a fucking genius, and uh, this movie is great. Uh, Army of the Dead was a really fun, really fun movie. Um, Spencer was tragic, and uh, but very entertaining. Probably my favorite score of the year. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I also counted as an honorable mention. Probably the unofficial number 12 of the list, if you want to put one. Uh, Demon Slayer, the Mugen Train, the movie. Uh, I saw it kind of late but really enjoyed it. Again, I think Demon Slayer, I know this is not an anime list, it's not a show list, but some of the ba- best uses of animation that is being done in this generation is happening in that show and it's present in that movie. And the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife also had to, cut, to cut that one, really enjoyable movie. And the last two cuts I had to do, Eternals and Shang-Chi. Both I really enjoyed, but they stayed in the honorable mention list just because I wanted to make the list very diverse and include more than just Marvel movies, even though this was a heck of a year for Marvel. Like no one will deny that. You know, I just noticed looking at my list, I don't have any animated films. And that's because there were some good ones. I just can't. I remember liking uh, several. I'm not going to say them because I don't want to spoil. I think your list, because I know a few that are going to be on yours. It's possible. Um, but uh Looking back on it, yeah, you're right. There were a lot of good animated films that came out. I just didn't, they didn't really register with me. There's just a lot of live action movies now that I'm looking at it. Shit. The conclusion is that this was a great year for movies. Like we really, we got some bangers. After 2021, we we had some, we had some really good movies in the tank. Yeah. And this is where we start counting them. So want to do Uh, the honors? Sure. Okay. My number 10, uh, I'm sure you're not gonna necessarily enjoy this one or you didn't love this one halloween kills is my number 10 um return to form um so anyone that watched the review i'll give a condensed one a condensed uh talk about it uh when the first when halloween in 2018 came out i was living in kingsville i saw it it was fucking awesome not living in kingsville i was i was in beville for the academy I saw the first Halloween. It gave me escapism. I loved it. It was the first time I ever saw a slasher, and I was like, oh, fuck. I can't beat that guy in a fight. So I was really looking forward to Halloween Kills. I waited over a year. This movie was delayed for over a damn year, and it was great. I I love the fact that it was a continuation from the last Halloween. Granted, Lori wasn't in it very much, but it it was a logical like jumping-off point from the last movie. This movie happens immediately after. It explains how Michael Myers gets out. The kills are gory and insane. You see the the little town of Haddonfield fighting back against Michael Myers. And I love that because, correct me if I'm wrong, mate, I can't remember a single film franchise where the community fights back this much against the threat. Like, I can't. 
I none yeah. of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, none of the Friday the Thirteenth, not even Scream. I can't remember a film series where they ever really fought back and were able to do so much. So, nah, I really, really did enjoy this film. Uh, Halloween Kills is my number ten because I just it was a uh, part of the phrase a bloody good time. It was a bloody good time. I do agree. I think uh, I'm gonna enjoy it more when I get to see the third one, and you know, you get to see them all back to back to back. <laughs> uh, but but I ended up really really enjoying that one. That was your top. That was number ten. My number ten. I made a last minute change uh, when I was editing the list a couple of days ago because of our last review. It really helped. So number ten is Bell. I understand. Uh, I understand. Yeah. Uh, I have a. I, I have really an admiration for his director Mamoru Hosoda. I love all of his movies and. The more that I thought about Bell and after reviewing it with you and with Jimmy and, and, and thinking about it more and, and I kind of sat down and like wrote like everything that I thought about the movie and I ended up with a bigger appreciation than I had when I first came out of watching it. I think it was a little bit of the expectation, but God damn, everything about this movie is beautiful. Uh, uh, the character designs are great when they're both in and inside of the, uh, of the actual world. I like how it balances out that digital world life and that coming of age story. And it also manages to come to have a third storyline about grief. We talked extensively about this movie in our, in our last review, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stretch it out. But Bell is a great animated movie. And uh, it's, it's another score for director Mamoru Hosoda. Kind of sad that it didn't get nominated for an Oscar, but I understand it's politics. Uh, his last movie, Mirai, got nominated, and that one was also great. So, if if anything, if we get more Hoso- more Hosoda for like the rest of my lifetime, I'll be a happy, happy film fan. So, my number ten, Bell. And I completely get it. I I enjoyed the film, uh, not on my top ten, but I I liked it. I I thought there were some good lessons in there. Yeah. Um, okay, my number nine uh, movie. You probably haven't seen the French Dispatch. I have not, but I really want to. And I can't believe you have a West, a West, uh, a West movie in there. Wow. So Wes Anderson uh, might be my best kept secret. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this. I'm actually, and some of these, and I'll explain some of these later on as I go. I'm sure there's at least a few more uh, surprises. But uh, Wes Anderson is actually one of my favorite directors. He's very dependable. His movies are always really weird, but I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first movie I ever saw from him was Moonlight Kingdom. Moonlight or Moonlight Kingdom? Anyway. Moonrise. Moonrise Kingdom. Thank you. It's been a yeah. while. But that movie was so weird. But I liked, I liked the dialogue, the style, the story. It was, such, it was just a good, fundamentally a good movie that I dove in. And man, the Fantastic Mr. Fox is great. Um, mm-hmm. What's the one he just made with Voldemort a while back? That was incredible. The Budapest Hotel. The Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel. Hotel. Yeah. To me fucking phenomenal like that might be his magnum opus but this movie was great this movie the format um it can i say it or you don't want to i've seen the trailer so i'm, I'm familiar yeah. so so the format is is basically uh, a bunch of short stories that encompass a magazine um you know it says you know pages three through 13 the story of so and so and then you know you follow the story and then the next part you know pages you know so and so into so and so and just a lot of great acting, a lot of great stories, great dialogue. Um, he makes use of this thing where it's like you put the camera and everyone's moving and they all stop in place, but you can still clearly see people blinking and stuff. So yeah. it's not perfect, but like I love that. He incorporated that and so many other things. Um, 
I the figured you'd th- like that one because you used to work at a magazine. <laughs> that oh shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, that, there you go. Um, yeah, the French Dispatch, just great movie. Um, I recommend it to anyone. That's probably the most art house movie I have on my list. But damned if it's not a great film, um, you owe it to yourself to watch it. I will. It's uh, it just got added into Star Plus, so I might watch it before the Oscars just so I can have more knowledge on all the things that, that it's nominated for. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's your number nine. Yes, sir. My number nine. We all love a good underdog story, don't we? And if there's something that, I, well, we all love a, a, a good underdog story. And it's kind of cool when we see the underdogs start to get better and start to, you know, rise up to the ranks. And, you know, this underdog is still not top dog. But he's doing really good things. And it's amazing what you can do when you have the right man at the helm. My number nine is The Suicide Squad. Okay? Really? So, The Suicide Squad. This movie was a pure blast of heroin. It was fun as hell. Like, I cannot think of a movie that I've had this much fun, like constantly back to back to back, joke, joke, joke. It's like, it's like Shrek 2. Like it throws joke after joke after joke. And if one doesn't work, it doesn't matter because the next one does. Okay. It's got action. It's got fun dialogue. It's got incredible effects. It's got a blasting soundtrack. And man, there's nothing to not like about the Suicide Squad. James Gunn, this is probably his James Gunniest. This is probably the most free that we're ever going to see him. And I love when a person who's genuinely creative gets given all the budget in the world to just have a blast. And that's exactly what he did in this. Thank you, James Gunn. I haven't watched Peacemaker, but I'll, I'll, I'll make the time to do it. But this so far, man, a fucking blast. You have no idea how many times I've randomly yelled out, look! It's your mom! Just at nothing. Just at very random things. Because this movie is fucking awesome. I have no I, I have no special critic or fancy words. This is just a blast. And I needed a movie that was this fun this entire year. So um, I kind of regret not watching it in theaters. I kind of regret it. I didn't, I did watch it at home through HBO Max, but man, it was a blast. So yeah, the Suicide Squad is my number nine. Okay, fair. I'm guessing. I'm guessing we'll talk about it more later. But... Probably, yeah. <laughs> Not to give too much away. Uh, Have you? Huh? You 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 notice that? Is this gonna be the year where we don't agree on one? I. Possibly because I have some. You mentioned a few of mine already, and I guarantee you there's someone on my list that you haven't seen. It's possible. So it's possible that this might be the first time we've ever not completely agreed on the on one. Shit. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, okay. Surprise me with the next one. <clears throat> Number eight, the little things. Ooh, from like the start of the year. Yep. Wow. Hey. The little things. Um, have you seen it or no? No, uh, not yet. Incredible detective movie. Um, Not necessarily on the level of of Knives Out, but definitely stressful. Um, It's as Remy... God, what's his name? Remy... Malik. 
Remy Malik, thank you very much. Remy Malik and Denzel Washington, a combo I didn't know I needed, but they're incredible. Um, this film, it's the start, it takes place back in the 90s, so that's like it, it takes a lot of the whole why don't you just use your phone or camera kind of like it takes a lot of yeah. that. I think that was on purpose to like, no, this is raw, this is the way that they can try to solve this. Um, a great detective story through and through. You see the inner workings of these characters, you know, what eats away at them, why they do what they do, how they do what they do, you know. Um, these detectives that are trying to solve this, this, these murder cases, it's just it's it's insane. Um, and I, I love the acting, I love the story in general, but I think what really ties this movie together is the ending, which um you're called. Do you want me to spoil it or no? No, I think I'm going to watch it. No? Okay. Yeah. I'll see this. The ending, that that ending is like, wow, I did not see that coming. And then you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. And then, oh, shit. I, it's just a lot of that. Like, it's a, it's okay. surprise after surprise after surprise. And it's just as it unravels. Again, it's kind of like Wrath of Man. The more you watch it, the more it unravels, the more you're invested in the story. Um, and you're desperate to see the both characters, you know, find their their ending. Um, you know, like hopefully it's the right one. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I mean, detective movies, murder mysteries don't always necessarily have. It's like, are you gonna get Knives Out or are you gonna get a seven? And it's fun not knowing which you're gonna get. All right, sounds so good. number eight, I recommend it. All right, number eight. My number eight is also a bit of a mystery, and uh, it's about what happened last night in soho really the new edgar wright movie that came out blasting and man i i adore this movie like it was it was kind of weird like when it first came out because people were like conflicted like oh do we like this is it do we not like it like what is happening and i like when much like i mentioned the uh, on suicide squad i like it when artists get all the money in the world so they can just like you know do what they want i like it when creative people get experimental and i like it when they get out get out of their comfort zone we know that edgar wright can do a good action film we know that he can do a funny film could he do horror and this wasn't exactly a horror movie but it it, it had suspense it had thrills it had great performances it had fantastic ambience it had great atmosphere you really felt like you were back then at that time and it's phenomenal. This is such an elegant looking movie. And the soundtrack is great. The sound design is great. Um, and it's beautiful. I love this movie. And uh, it's, not, it's not the best that go right movie, but it is a damn good new thing to have in his catalog. So I adored it. That's, that's my number eight, Last Night in Soho. You know, you know honestly... I really did enjoy Last Night in Soho. I think what killed it for me is just the fact that it wasn't more of a murder mystery. Uh, okay. But it was good, honestly. I really did enjoy it. Um, huh. I forgot to put it in my, in my honorable mentions. But Last Night in Soho, I get it. I get why you loved it so much. I, understand, I can understand that. Um, that would put me on number seven. Am I right? Number seven. Number seven is a film that you actually already mentioned. Um, so my number seven is actually going to be if for no other reason than the performance of the lead actress, Corella. Wow. Emma Stone knocked it out of the park and she impressed me 110%. Okay. 
Okay. Um, this movie had it's it was crazy. It had shades of the Devil Wears Prada, but like the maticness of the Joker to some degree. Like this was a character performance. Straight up, this movie. If if Emma Stone doesn't show up to work, this movie doesn't doesn't happen. This movie fails miserably on every level. If it's not for her, um, I, I use this phrase a lot. She carried this film on her back, but Jesus Christ, if she didn't carry this goddamn movie on her back, um, her performance from like in order to this the zealot, to this insane woman uh, who's the good guy in her story, but the bad guy in all of ours. Um, and you get why she hates Dalmatians now. I'm a dog person, but even I'm like, okay, I understand. I don't agree, but I understand. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this movie, it, it was insane through and through. And I'm so happy uh, we got to see it. I, I I didn't get to see it in theaters, but I'm so glad that they're going to do a sequel because she threatened to sue the fuck out of him. I'm so glad we're getting a sequel. <laughs> Yay for legal problems. <laughs> Disney is still a bunch of shitholes. Uh, so that's your number? My number seven. Seven. Well, I can't badmouth Disney yet because I'm going to say some really good things about them. Because my number seven is Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. no, no. That was the banger of the year. I cannot believe that was not the song that got nominated for an Oscar. Like... uh that fucking blows because that's the best song in the movie <laughs> so yeah no Encanto was great uh, we, we recently reviewed it a couple uh, I think like a month or, or uh, ago and it is a blast it, it has so many colors the songs are great the story is fantastic uh, the climax is one of the best of the year and I like movies that take place all in just one place, like a like a bottle movie. And the fact that it all takes place in like this this little house, or like the, it's actually a big house, but it's in a small town. And I like how timeless it looks and feels. I like the songs. I like the I like this family. I want them to be happy. So uh, this movie just charmed the fuck out of me. And yeah, it's 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 bloody great, man. Um, I, as, as per my last few lists have been, five of my movies are animated and five of my movies are live action. Not on purpose. It just keeps happening. And uh, this is just, this was a great year for animation. And this was a, a fucking blast. I fucking loved Encanto. So that's my number seven. I can understand that. Um, fun movie. I have nothing but positives to say about it. Again, it just, it didn't hook me as personally as other movies, but no, good movie. I can't. I, I see doing these lists. There's a lot of there's a lot of positivity here, folks. But that's because we really can't bash each other's films too much. Because it's like, no, I get why you liked it. Not my yeah. cup of tea, but mm. now if you were to put like something like uh fucking what was the movie that we despise? If you were to put Resident Evil on your list, I would shit talk you. Like I would. I'm sorry. I fucking would. But uh, <laughs> in this case, no, no, I got nothing negative to say. These are good stuff, man. These are good movies. And then, All right. So this is our number six, right? Your number six, yeah. Okay. So number six is a bit of a cheat. And uh, if you don't like it, you can tweet me at uh, C-H-E-N-A-R-Z-A. Uh, that's my tweet handle. You can tweet me if you don't like it. Uh, <laughs> nice plug. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, my number six is, uh, and I'm cheating here, the Fear Street Trilogy. Okay. 
So, all right. Uh, <clears throat> reason for that is, um, I like horror. I think I like horror more than the average person. Um, I did enjoy uh, *Malignant*. Uh, I didn't love, but I liked *The Conjuring* three. The fucking disappointment that that was. Um, but I, and don't get me wrong, I really enjoy *Halloween Kills*, but. I really did like uh, Fear Street simply because of the event that it was. It was a three-week event. Uh, the movies were fun. The characters were so likable. It it was crazy because it dipped into like the first one was like Scream territory. The second one with a completely different cast. You love them. It was like a Friday the 13th, you know. Uh, they're at the, uh, they're like a lake uh, camp thing. And that was fun. Uh, then you get to find out the mystery of who the bastard is. And the third one, which is also kind of like the witch. Like it's just... There was so much going on and it wouldn't have worked. There's no way this film would have worked if it was one film. There's no way this film would have worked if it wasn't a full trilogy, you know, but I'd be down to watch all these movies in one shot in one massive cut. I'd be up for it because fundamentally it's just, it's a good film series in general. Um, Fear Street is a lot of fun. I, I remember uh, eating a lot of popcorn, eating a lot of chocolate while we watched it and enjoyed it. Cause it just felt homey. It felt comfortable. It felt comfy. Um, yeah, Fear Street, my number six, six. Yes, six. All right. No, I can. I remember when we were doing the when we did those reviews and 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 Nikki joined us and we we had a blast because they were really fun movies, and I think that that's, that's one of our longest episodes. And but it it, it awarded it because we it had, was so we had long. a lot to say. Yeah, and those were great. Uh, I remember having a blast with those. Um, okay, so number six, right? Yes. My number six could not be more different from yours. <laughs> and uh, and that's okay. That's the point of this list. My number six is another animated film. And you can find it on Netflix. And it's a little movie called Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop. Long title. Kind of a, kind of a forgotten child. It came out like a weekend. And I remember getting off work that Friday. And I remember like rolling into bed and just like, oh, this movie came out. Let me watch it. And I was glued to my screen. And I am convinced after watching this movie that I've seen every color in existence. <laughs> this is such a summery looking movie with like very soft, warm colors. And it's about coming of age. And that's my shit. It's about this boy and this girl. They meet in a mall and they're both kind of like really weird or shy guy and socially awkward girl. Uh, he writes this really strange, intricate, personal poems in the streets or in or in uh, in buildings. And she has this really weird social media following. You know, she never shows her full face because she has this really cute buck teeth. And they kind of meet and kind of meet in the middle and they start bonding and, 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 and they start just hanging out and doing things. And they start helping this old man and his record failing record shop. And man, it just, it feels, it feels like a memory. It feels like something that you, kind of wish or that you it did happen to you it kind of reminded you of those like young summer days where you had no cares in the world and the biggest care was like oh is this girl gonna text me back oh is this gonna happen like oh am i am i gonna like get this part-time job like am i gonna move like th these are all really wonderful intricate things that really only animate nails they they, they really are the best at like showing those kind of feelings in animation and this movie was beautiful um really 
really short. I, I, I think it's less than 90 minutes long. And it's just, it's a blast. It's, I, sometimes I, I just put it on in the background to have something really nice playing on my TV, which I don't have my TV at the moment. But, but uh, did you, it's, did you do something wrong? No, it's in the shop. The, the, the speakers weren't working. Um, but I liked having this movie like playing in the background or something because it, every time I would look at it, I would be like, those are nice colors. <laughs> like they would really, it would really calm me down. Like sometimes I would be like at work all stressed out and I'll play, have the movie playing on my phone and I would just be like, that, th- those are some nice colors. Uh, it was like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a movie that worked for me and I'm shocked that it didn't grab the bigger audience because I think it's really, I mean, it, it really is made for people that like, animated things that also like uh, coming of age stories and that's my shit so it really worked for me but that's my number six words bubble up like soda pop okay all right i, I can dig that um i got a movie i bet you haven't seen from okay five go the harder they fall i don't think i've ever heard about this one what tell me really about it. tell me about so it. the harder they fall is a film um it's god i need to pull the cast then just so you can be shocked by it it's a western revenge movie that has this amazing soundtrack it's it's this incredible film and i will go on record i'll fist fight anybody when i say that this is an incredible film this might be the best netflix original film of the last of the last year wow um and and i know that that's a big statement but i'll fucking back it up um how do they fall directed by Matt? I, I did a video review of this one directed by the bullets. The bullets, the bullets. Hey, who the fuck is the bullets? Either way, let just listen to this cast and tell me you're not. Wow. That's a pretty good fucking cast. Okay. Uh, so we got Aegis Elba playing Rufus Buck, uh, Regina King uh, playing Judy Smith. She's great. Uh, Zazie beats playing a stagecoach. Mary Jonathan majors. Great. She he's fucking fantastic. Uh, like Keith Stanfield, Stanfield? He's, uh, he, oh my god, you, you you got half of the cast from Atlanta in there, dude. This film is incredible. Um, and it just they only keep getting better. And it, oh, Damien Wayne's Jr. somehow plays a bastard, and I'm shocked at that, but he does. Wow, um, this whole film is just it's 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 an incredible it's a revenge story, it's it's action packed. Uh, there's the again i can't say there's not the score in this film is incredible i have some of those films on my playlist for a fucking reason it's just it's a great movie that you have, if you haven't seen you should uh based on real people not necessarily on real events uh the characters all in this film exist in real life um one common misconception and hell i'll admit i didn't realize this i had never been i had never known this you know i never thought to do research um and so when you think of Cowboys, what do you think? I'm not the football team. Like, when you think of Cowboys, who do you think of? You know, you think of John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, t- typically Anglo, Anglo people, right? Dealing with savages or whatnot. I think of Woody, but okay. There you go. And <laughs> what, is Woody, what is Woody if not Anglo? Um, yeah, am I wrong? He is voiced am by, I wrong, Mr. Hanks? He's voiced by Tom Hanks, so yes. Uh, but there were, and I never thought about this, there were African-American uh, Cowboys um you know with their own stories or whatnot there's never been a spotlight i think done uh in this capacity at least not not as far as i'm aware and this film is just it's powerful there's so much emotion um 
And it's crazy because they, I think they kind of gave Idris Elba a big, like, this was his film, but I feel like it was Mr. I, his name's Mr. Washington, am I right? Uh, what's his name? I'm not sure. I'm, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly here. Uh, Mr. Jonathan Majors, I'm sorry. He yeah. plays Nate Love, and I'd say, man, this movie put him on my radar permanently. If I never see him act again, I'll still say he's one of the best actors that have ever lived. Like his performance you, in this film is incredible. You will see him act again. He is the next Marvel baddie. He is the next Thanos. So that's right. He's playing Kang the Conqueror, right? He is, yeah. Um, but he's he is incredible in this film. This film, uh, I, I use this t- this term, uh, how Emma Stone carried Cruella. Um, yeah. that man, he carried the harder they fall. If if you're doing yourself a disservice if you haven't seen this film. Sounds like a plan. I think I think I'm gonna make a plan to watch it. And it's on Netflix, you said? Yes, sir. It's on Netflix, and I'll, I think uh, I'm comfortable in saying it's probably the best Netflix original film of the past twelve months. All right. I think one of I think uh, another movie on my list might battle that, but you know we'll get to that. We'll, we'll cross <laughs> that bridge when we get there. I think um, I know that bridge. We'll see. I saw that bridge. <laughs> you might have number five. We, we said right. N- number yeah, five. Number five. Number five, uh, jumping in from a really cute story like Wars Bubble Up, like Shut Up Up, we'll jump into the complete opposite, into the horribly deranged and absolutely madness and just incredibly dark and entertaining world of Malignant. That's my number five. I adored Malignant. And, you know, I like James Wan. And, you know, I can watch The Conjurings and I can watch the, the Sinisters and everything. This might be my favorite movie that he's ever done. And that's a big stretch because he has a career like none other. He is probably one of the most unique directors working right now. And Malignant just felt like a flex. Like, you know what? I have some time to kill between Aquamans. Let me like, oh, let me just see if I still got it. And my God, he still got it. Like, what a great exercise in camp, in giallo, in, in just to knowing what the, to giving the audience something so fun, so entertaining. The twist, I dare not to say it because I said it in the review, it feels like the drop in a roller coaster. The second that that twist comes in, it's, oh God, I don't think I've had a most enjoyable five seconds in movies than when that happened. I had an absolute blast watching Malignant and I've watched it a couple more times since then and it only kept getting better. This is one of the most well-built up movies, one of the most well-paced movies of the year and it is a steal that it's not nominated for anything. This is best picture in my mind and in my heart. Go Malignant. This Oh God, I'm t- I'm I'm team one now. Like I I am malignant to the core. I fucking love this movie. That's my number five, malignant. I uh, you know that movie was stupid fun, and you're right, you're right. You know what? I can get on board with that. Malignant's great. Uh, you're not wrong. Yes. Yeah. Uh, imagine a world where where the monster malignant uh, goes toe to toe with Michael Myers. The monster malignant will probably win. That, will it though? Michael Myers you, took on like an entire village and was like, fuck y'all. 
you want to do a tell of the tape kind of thing like how we did with godzilla and kong or like i mean that's fine dude tell me about all the people your guy murdered like all those poor ladies in like one little drunk tank and they're all not even trying to fight him michael myers beat up an entire like 15 people jumping at the same time and they all had weapons they all had a fucking break in a two by four michael myers said what you got what the fuck you got and kept going I'm he's got exactly saying. the same. He's got exactly the same odds as winning as the as the Cowboys have to getting into the next Super Bowl. Oh my God! Give uh, me a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the worst part? If you asked me, like, name one player, and I could not tell you. They, you know what? Name any player that's ever played for the Cowboys. Tony Romo. Oh shit! Okay, you got one. That fucking, you got me one. <laughs> All right, I have I have that one. That's the only one I have. <laughs> Uh, I your could mom not tell you another one. Your mom has his jersey, doesn't she? Yes, she does. <laughs> uh, buy her a Dak Prescott jersey for her birthday. She'll appreciate it. And the little motherfucker right. can't hold it together. Anyway, it's not Dak's fault. Anyway, we're getting, we're getting, I'm getting off topic mentally. Number four. Four. I don't think you've seen this one. And I, let me preface this. This movie was the finale of sorts. Uh, for a character that I've always liked and more importantly for the era of this character that I love the most. Um, this character, this was his final outing as it officially. Um, after I was terrified he wouldn't return to the role, he agreed to come back for one more shot and what a shot it was. This film feels like two or three different films all jammed into one because of how much that takes place in it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, my number four, No Time to Die. There it is. I knew it. <laughs> well, gave it away. Because I saw um, your face trying to figure it out. I was like, what? Yeah, it took it took me a second, but yeah. Uh, no Time to Die. Um, Daniel Craig's I haven't seen it yet. It. it, man, it's so fucking good. It's so good. I, I uh, Okay, I'm not going to be spoiling things, but it's so fucking good. Um, it's, it's the right finale for Daniel Craig's uh, James Bond. He actually had a big say in the way that this film was going to be made. And this film, a lot of tropes that you would expect to be in, like, other movies. Like, oh, this trope is the finale for a movie. This trope is the finale for a movie. This film takes, like, three of them and jams them all into one. Like, oh, like, you think we're going to wait to tell this story? Fuck you. It's here. You thought we were going to wait to tell this story? Fuck you. It's in here, too. You thought that we were going to go that way? Nope. It's in this one, too. Like, so much shit happens in this movie it's it's i think like two hours and 45 minutes long i want to say it could have been four hours and i still would have enjoyed it if he could have pulled Zack snyder justice league and gone all the way because so much happens there's so much great action there's so much practical effects the scenery people don't talk about this enough the scenery in james bond films is beautiful and this film is no fucking exception okay it is still beautiful you could take almost any the same way the same compliment that we gave dune where almost any frame could be a background. Same thing with James Bond. You could almost get any frame from any part of the film, put it on a wall, and it's a piece of art. Uh, not only is it shot beautifully, not only is it... Uh, everyone, like, dresses fucking incredible. Like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but everyone dresses great. Um, the acting, the, the performance. James Bond has never been this raw. Has never been this emotional. They go, they go in a direction that Bond legit has never gone in more than one way um again much like the harder they fall you're doing yourself a disservice if you have not seen this film uh and as as daniel craig's final outing as james bond 
I do not uh, I do not envy whoever has to follow this film, whether who's going to be cast as 007, who's going to have to direct it, who's going to have to write it, whoever comes next. I'm sorry. Like, I am so sorry you have to follow this film. Like, like much like like they will not live up to their predecessor, much like my son. Like, good luck, kid. Like, you have a ways <laughs> to go. Wow. All right. Those are that that's high praise. Damn. Do you have any uh do you have any idea who the next James Bond is gonna be? There's several rumors. Um, there's several directions they might go in. They might go with um Idris Elba apparently is in, is one of the front runners, but they also have a bunch of other uh, gentlemen in the running. They also have a woman in contention. Uh, Miss, if I can find her name real quick, uh, you no. know how you know who I would kind of like to play James Bond. Who? And this is really out of pocket, but the guy who plays Roy Kent in Ted Lasso. <gasps> no, uh, he's too English for it, though. That's yeah. That's that. That's the one complaint they always get about James Bond. He's not English enough. So we're gonna go the other direction. Fuck. <laughs> uh, All right. That's I, that's like my yeah. That is that your dream casting? I mean, her, him, or Phoebe Waller Bridge. Really, either could do good. Miss Lashana Lynch could all is also in the running to play 007. Okay. All right. Uh, but good. yeah, again, this man, like, wow. So your number, your number four, sir. My number four. We're gonna go completely opposite direction. It's not an action movie. It's a, it's actually a drama. It's a nice family drama that I think is unique enough to grab enough attention, but also it sticks the landing. This could have been a very sentimental, over dramatic, sappy, bad movie, and it's the opposite. It's actually really good. A little movie called Coda. Oh, I like Coda. Coda was great, man. Coda was great. It's about a Coda, which means child of deaf adults. It's a story about this girl and her family and her family, her, her parents and her older brother, they're all deaf and she isn't. And she's trying to kind of, you know, live her life as her own. The, the, there's a lot to like there. The performance by the main girl is great. The performance by the family is great. The performance by the music teacher is great even the performance by the by the quasi boyfriend is great the friend is great the, the the setting is good i like how these this feels like an actual problem that would exist like how does this family survive if they live somewhere that no one can translate for them and their daughter is the only one that can but then she also has dreams of her own that don't exactly involve her family so what does she do does she is she selfish and, uh, and goes dream without them? Or does she stay? If you're Latino, you're forced to stay. But she's not. She's an American, so she can try. And that is the American dream, I think. And uh, I enjoyed Coda a whole lot. Uh, the interactions were great. It's really, this is really weird, but it's really nice to see a, 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 a couple, like their, her parents, act, this is weird, but like, like each other. <laughs> <laughs> like they're so enthralled and in love with each other. I love the scene where they tell him like, "Oh, you have to stop having sex because you have like this this, this thing. Uh, you just you can't have sex for like a month." And he's like, "A month? Look at her! 
<laughs> like, how could I resist? And oh God, everything about this movie is just great. It's sentimental enough. It's funny enough. And I adored it. Coda is a hit. I'm so, it's so weird that it got nominated for best picture, but it's not going to win, but it deserves to be there. It's a, it, it was, it was a great movie. And it's a movie that I think it's for everyone. It's got really emotional, deep scenes. And I adored it. I freaking adored Coda. It's my number four. Hmm. Okay. I can dig that. No, Coda. I, I respect that one. I did like, I did enjoy Coda. I did enjoy it. All right. Um, so there's a slim possibility we're about to hit maybe the one film that we might be the same on. I'm scared. God, I, I don't know. This, this is probably the only chance. This is actually the only chance we're going to have to hit it. My number three is Spider-Man No Way Home. No, no, sorry. No, fuck. Okay. Sorry. Ah, uh, this is a first. This is a first. Wow. So we did it. We did not hit at all any of them. Wow. And I think I think I can predict you number two and you number three and you number one. I think Pro- after this. Probably. Okay. Um, no, go so, ahead. So Spider-Man No Way Home. The film that made me look at Tom Holland and be like, all right, you are in the kid. Good luck. Um <laughs> Because neither one of the first two made me go, yeah, yeah, good luck, kid. This one did, though. This one had the most emotional, the most raw, the most injured, the most destroyed I've ever seen Spider-Man since the original Tobey Maguire trilogy. Um, and I'm including the, the death of Gwen Stacy. Um, you see this kid put through the ringer. He tries to do right. He tries to do good. He tries to save lives. And all that keeps happening is people keep dying around him. His loved ones keep dying. He keeps, quote unquote, failing them. Um, he gets so he gets hammered to a point of desperation where he has to call upon a spell to try and, you know, fix everything. And he gets out of control. And now villains are running amok. These, these, these bad guys that can take it to him like no one else can. Uh, we see the return of a lot of nostalgia in this film. Doc Ock and Green, Go- Green Goblin in particular. Um, William Defoe and I don't even know the guy who plays Otto Octavius, but that guy, man. Alfred Molina. <laughs> him. Both were amazing. Oh, my God. I, it's been a while since I've been in a crowd that was that active. Like, that was that, like, invested. And I remember buying my tickets for this film, just jumping from theater to theater, trying to find the best tickets that I can at any time that I could. Um, man, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Also, I haven't even mentioned it yet. The, the returns of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, something that was fan, like, I remember watching fan art, like, imagine they do a Spider-Verse film. And they did it. And props to them, they, they prevented the leak as much as they could. Um, Marvel told Sony, hey, like, try not to tell, like, don't use in the marketing. If they had, imagine, imagine they had said, hey, Andrew Maguire and uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will be in this film like that. That's a marketing slam dunk. I guarantee you they had to. There was a fight at Sony about whether or not to use them. And whoever won, like they were they were right. Um, Incredible film through and through all those moments. So many great moments of cheering. Plus, also, there was a redemption art for Andrew Garfield. Tobey Maguire plays like the dad. It's kind of like. I've been through the shit, kid. I got you. Um, man, if they do do another one where all three of them are together, I, I would love it. And it was just, it was so much fun seeing all three Spider-Men work together, taking down these villains. And you see that they're a threat. Because I remember yeah. thinking, 
why is why is Spider-Man having so much trouble with fucking Sandman and Venom? Like, one, I understand. Two, like, it's Sandman. But this film did a great job of hyping, like, no, these villains are not to be fucked with. Yeah. So that's my number three, Spider-Man No Way Home. All right. I think that's the highest you put a Marvel film in your list. Think so. No, didn't I put Avengers in the game pretty high? I don't remember. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. My number three. Um uh, I wish we had coincided. That 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 kind of sucks. Um, but okay. Uh my number three uh, it's gonna come in a little short be- after everything you said, because I think this movie kind of speaks for itself, and because much like the movie itself, it doesn't had it didn't have a lot of dialogue, or at least not that it was memorable, except for like a couple of phrases. But it's a movie that exists more on vibes than on plot. And I think more, more studios need to embrace that. But it's kind of hard when you're the biggest animation studio in the world. My number three is Luca. And ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I so Luca, Luca too. Luca, Pixar's latest latest uh, masterpiece, because that's what it is. It's a masterpiece. It's a beautiful, uh, very simple, very bright movie about innocence, about being young and about growing up and about it's another coming of age. It's another animated coming of age, which, as you can tell, is pretty much my shit. But uh, the hell... I, I sometimes forget the fantastical element in this movie because everything else is so good. The setting is good. Uh, the animation is wonderful. And everything about this movie, it's, it didn't start great. Uh, the, I, I, I don't love how it starts, but after, after he gets out of the water, man, the movie just goes up and up and up and it never comes down. It just keeps going up. It is a wonderful effort by, by Pixar. It shows why they're still the kings of animation. And... Man, I, I adore the fuck out of this movie. There's there's so little to dislike. The characters are lovely. The setting is adorable. And uh, man, it's just this is this is uh, Pixar taking their own take at like a Ghibli movie, and it worked because it is the closest that Western animation has felt like anime, and I adored it. So yeah, number three is Luca. Huh. Okay. I like Luca. I like I, I did enjoy that one. Um again for some reason animated films this year just didn't hit me as much as they normally do. But I, I can get that. I remember how much you enjoyed Luca. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. great original film. Yeah, I get that. Um, it's like Pixar, yeah. Yeah, they're the kings for a reason. Yeah. Um, so my number two, I'm sure you already know this one. <clears throat> the Suicide Squad. Yeah, my number two, some some of the most fun I've had in movie theater in a very long time. A film directed by James Gunn, who thank you for loaning him to us. We like him. We're gonna try to buy him soon. Um, <laughs> as soon as he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy, you can bet your ass he's getting a call from DC. Hey, or two or what? Uh, the the Suicide Suicide Squad Squad. <laughs> the Suicide Squad returned. Some shit like that. You know he will. Uh, yeah. A Grindhouse director. This is a Grindhouse film, if I've ever seen one. Um, a movie that's a hard-rated R, but that makes it work. Uh, from the gore, to the cussing, to the violence, to the story, all around. Uh, there's a sex scene with Harley Quinn in it, which is a little weird. 
because you don't expect that from from superhero films in general but dc said fuck it we're gonna go there deadpool did it first yes i know but nonetheless wow anyway it seemed like she was having fun so did yeah. you know uh did you know Margaret robbie did that whole scene where she gets the keys with her feet and unlocks it she actually did it yeah that was her it is her. uh yeah. no cgi but anyway um no the film from top to bottom is awesome he made me give a shit about he did what he did with the guardians of the galaxy but better he made me give a shit about characters i should not give a single fuck about he gave me an easy reason to like uh not dead shot um i want to call him Idris Elba. yeah he just helped his character but not it's not bloodshot yeah i want to call him bronze tiger for some reason Bloodsport. thank you uh he gave me like wow i like this guy like he actually has some moxley rat catcher who has no fucking business being like a fair character is awesome uh polka dot man somehow is great and hilarious and you feel bad for him likes very sympathetic he made john cena uh into a superhero like a qualified like a, a douchey captain america so much to a point to where he has his own tv show and it's fucking great um i i recommend it just all these care all these nobodies and he said i got this and he made this incredible film that's funny but touching and also action-packed and and there's so much of this film to love the dude like takes these a-list actors at the very beginning like we're talking pete davidson uh, Michael Rourke, is that his name? Uh, yeah, Michael, Michael no, Rourke, Jay Courtney is there. Uh, and he kills Nathan them in the Fillion? first fucking act yeah. in the first like 10 minutes. And they also killed in a hilarious fashion. I remember the part where Nathan Fillion was like being shot in the arms. He's like, ah, ah, ah. I broke down. I cried. I cried laughing. You know what, folks? I'm going to bring you a little more behind the goddamn curtain. I peed myself a little bit. I laughed so hard. It was hilarious. I broke down laughing. It was hilarious. The whole film through and through, all the jokes, everything hit. Like, there's not a single piece of, uh, to, to quote, there's not a single piece of fat in this film. This film broke me down laughing. Um, and the crowd, the whole crowd that I saw this film love, was loving it too, which I think is also lends to the experience. Um, man, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. God damn. This movie was amazing. Um, I hope, I hope DC, Warner Brothers, you're close to almost as rich as Disney. Nah, don't yeah. even, don't, don't no, even joke. No, Warner, nah. no, no, I'm not talking DC. I'm talking Warner Brothers, the company. I'm talking the company that owns AT&T. Like, okay. they're close to like Disney. Does, doesn't AT&T own them? Yes. Okay. AT&T, bust out the pocketbook. Get that one director, okay? Make him what Zack Snyder wishes he was. Make him the Godfather. That's so mean to poor Zack. Am I wrong? True. No, it's true. But like, thank you. Yeah. Um, Damn. You're number two. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, Suicide Squad was also on my list. So you know, we're we at least agree on 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 that movie being being on our list. Um, but we're also going to agree on this one because number two is Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Shit, we were so close. We were so close. Um, man, there's very little to say about Spider-Man No Way Home that hasn't already been said by you, by me, by Fernie, by literally everyone else in the stratosphere. 
that it's a home run, that it is a blast, that it is one of the most enjoyable Marvel movies probably to have ever been made, uh, that it's one of the best Spider-Man movies that's ever been made, that's probably one of the best superhero movies that, that's ever been made. And it does it all in the in the in the very 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 petite shoulders of of of, of one Thomas Holland, and and he manages to to do it right. He manages to bring a lot of justice and a lot of a lot of creativity, a lot of kindness to this character. And you know he has been he has been he's here and he has to face villains from his his other self's past that he's aided by the previous two Spider Man. And there's a lot. To like about this movie i watched it again in theaters and i could see a little bit of chinks in the armor there are a couple of things that i don't like now that i've seen it more times but i cannot deny that it's a fantastic experience that it's a fantastic uh movie and man there's so little to dislike that i i can't even talk about it like it's it's just great like if you want to hear us like geek out on it, go watch our review, but everyone and their mothers will agree that this is a bloody fantastic movie. And that, you know, it, it, it paves way to the Spider-Man of the past and it paves way to a Spider-Man of the future. And we'll see how that story goes. But if this is the last time that we see Spider for a while, for like a couple of years, I am more than satisfied. Like this made me be like, okay, you know what? Take your time, whatever you want to do next. I will enjoy it. But for now, thank you for this. It's going to make me happy to keep watching it uh, constantly. So, uh, yeah, number two, Spider-Man No Way Home. And we move on to number one, which I think I can guess what your you number, know one, number one, is. one is. I know what your number one is. I know what your number one is five, for like the last five years. Go. I know, you <laughs> want, I, I know how much you want to. So, go. So, <clears throat> you haven't seen this movie. My oh, number have. one, no, you haven't. Maybe. Uh, have you? So DC released an animated film this year, one animated film that I really enjoyed. You're um, bullshitting. Just, just, just. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Batman: The Long Halloween? No, I have not. Is it good? It. Oh my. Okay. Look. Okay. So my number one is Batman: The Long Halloween. Yeah. It's cheating. It might be cheating. Uh, You're bullshitting. I, I'm counting parts. What? what? You're bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, this is Godzilla vs. Kong. Come the fuck on. Come the fuck on. <laughs> honorable mention, though, Batman The Long Halloween is actually pretty good. It's pretty faithful, actually. You should watch it, folks. Count that honorable mention. That, that's number zero. Uh, <laughs> number one, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Because you I know why? Like, I, I was, like, about to be like, just, just shut up and talk about the monkey. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> fuck the monkey, the goddamn dragon one. <laughs> Go, 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 <laughs> look, go. Look, look, on one side of the ring, we have a giant god dragon of myth and legend. On the other side, we got a giant fucking monkey with opposable thumbs and an axe. Gee, I wonder who's going to win, folks. But you know what? No, 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 no. Shut the fuck up. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. You know why I love this movie? I'm, I'm going I'm to take you back in time to your little Eddie. Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. Little Eddie, when I was about three, four years old, I had I had just seen Godzilla 1997, God rest its soul. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I was a huge Godzilla fan. I was into dinosaurs, and I loved, uh, I really enjoyed Godzilla. So I went to my local uh, place. It was called Top Video, right, where you rent VHS. Folks, uh, kids, a VHS, fucking Google that, all right? I don't have the time to explain <laughs> that to you. A VHS, though, contained a film, right? One film. 
I would go every single Friday night when my parents would go out, they would leave me at home with my sisters. They'd babysit me. We all got to pick a movie. They would watch theirs in the living room. I'd watch mine in my parents' room. And without fail, I would always pick a Godzilla film. I would pick Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, which was, I went like, what? They have this? Godzilla versus fucking King Ghidorah, Godzilla versus the Swamp Monster, whatever the fuck. And then I found it. I found a certain copy of it that made me lose my goddamn mind. I was five years old and even I knew King Kong? What? And they did it. Back in the 60s, they made a Godzilla versus King Kong and I lost my fucking mind because for the first time ever, I watched the King of the Monsters struggle in a fight. And in that film, he technically, it's true, he lost. Mm-hmm. So since that time, I was waiting over 20 years for this rematch. I waited over 20 fucking years for this fight. And then I find out Godzilla is going to come out in 2014. In 2012, I saw the teaser. I'm like, are they going to do it? And then it comes out. It's a hit. I'm like, are they going to do it? And then they announced Kong Skull Island. They're going to do it. And finally, they announced it. Godzilla versus Kong. That's the thing that scared me, folks, because I knew behind the scenes, the agreement between Legendary and Toho was coming to an end. They were either going to renegotiate the contract or Legendary was going to continue without any Toho monsters. What do you do? The wrestling logic in me says Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla was just declared king of the monsters. How do you get Kong to be King Kong? He asked to dethrone the king. So I went into this film scared out of my mind that Godzilla was going to get beaten by Kong. I was watching this as if I was watching a heavyweight fight in the theater. You got to understand something. This is the first time I was back in the theater post-COVID, right? Um, Granted, I had seen this film once before. It's a little jumbled. It's a little jumbled. Um, But watching this film in a theater, in IMAX, I'm watching these two heavyweights slug it out. And I'm I'm worried because I'm worried that Godzilla's gonna lose. I'm actually no, I'm cheering this. You understand? I'm watching it as if it's an actual boxing match. Like dodge, 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 get him, get him. No, atomic breath. Fuck, that's not working. Use your ma- like I'm just cheering, 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 trying. I want Godzilla to win this fight. This childhood icon of mine, arguably as much, if not more so, than Batman or Superman. Before any of those heroes, I had Godzilla. So at the end, in round three, I knew it was going to be at least three rounds. So at the end of the third round, when I see him stepping on Kong and Kong passes out, I just, I cheered. So I jumped up like a fucking, like, like a dude watching a boxing match with his hometown guy in it, just screaming, yes. I came this close to cussing at a little kid because there was a kid over there that was cheering for King Kong get him, get him, use the axe. And all they wanted to do, I understand there's a 20 year age difference between us, but all they wanted to do is look to my right and say, fuck you and your monkey. I fought that. Nikki, God bless her, sat next to me the whole time as I'm cheering and screaming. She's just embarrassed of like, I, I married this man. I willingly married this. He's, <laughs> he, he's a sweet person. I love him. Having to reconvince herself that she that 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 our marriage was good because of how I was acting during this film. But it was so, so, so much fun. I also got to watch it with Fernie with uh Fernie and Shu, 
the first time I got to see it. It was just, it was an incredible experience through and through. Um, and then, sur- well, surprise, except for you know, not me, I knew Mecha Godzilla was in it. Yeah. Um, and then I get a special bonus round, a triple threat, well, not triple, handicap fight, Mecha Godzilla uh, versus Kong and Godzilla. At one point, when Mecha Godzilla has Godzilla on the floor and he opens his mouth and he's about to blast him, I was offended by that. I was offended as if someone put their hands on my own, like my, like Ace, my dog, like get your fucking hands off him. <laughs> I was offended at that point. I thought no fucking way they're going to do this Toho. I swear to fucking God. And can't Kong stepped in and I'm just like, all right, monkey, you can get this one. All right. You didn't beat the King, but you can beat the wannabe. Go ahead. Which he does. Uh, Godzilla takes such a fucking beating like he takes the worst ass whooping I've ever seen in any giant monster film almost in any film in general he just gets the shit kicked out of him over and over and over but he comes back like like Goku he keeps coming back I re- I've rewatched that film probably three times at least the fight scenes I have the Godzilla music on my phone that I work out to the dun, 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 dun. I have that all right I use that when I'm doing squats because I need to okay <laughs> Uh, folks like atlas itself this film holds the fuck up you need to go watch it um <laughs> godzilla versus kong is my number one and man i cannot wait for the next installment of the monsterverse uh it was just announced very recently that apple will be having a monsterverse tv series to which guess what i'm gonna be a subscriber because oh god long live the king and that was the most fun i ever had i had in 2021 godzilla versus kong I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Did you, you knew thing. it was going to be that or Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? That's what I knew. The, the second that you discounted a Zack Snyder's Justice League, I knew it was going to be this. You can go back to a very old episode of, the, of, uh, of FBA where we talk about how, hey, there's going to be Godzilla versus Kong and it's going to come out in 2020. And I think that was like 2016. And I remember we specifically said... If this show breaks up, we have to return to talk about that movie. And if you can believe it, we didn't break up. We're still here. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that's that's kind of magical in some way, I think. Uh, I loved Godzilla vs. Kong. I had, a, I, I had a blast. I wish it was more Godzilla vs. Kong and less, you know, Eleven running around. But it, 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 it was still good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that fight when they're fighting in Japan and uh, you can see like everything is, is, is at nighttime, but they use the neon lights to like light them up. Uh, that that was great. I, I adore that effect. Yeah, because they could have just easily been like, oh, we're just going to do it at night and just not show anything. But no, they did it. So see, well it, and there was one positive thing about the pandemic is I gave them time to like shine it up. Like, yeah. like they touched up everything. You can tell they were busy. If the only good thing that came out of this pandemic was that movie looked even better, it was all worth it. That's a yeah, lie. It was, supposed to, it was supposed to come out in 2020, but yeah. yeah. No, it was a lie. Like, we could have done without the pandemic, honestly. Uh, yeah. My okay, number one. Yeah. My number one. Um, uh, Don't bullshit me. I, I haven't said anything yet. I just, I just, I was going to preface this. My number one is based on this book and it's a very long book and it's, uh, 
very heavy, very dense, and you know, very uh, you know, it's very it's very hard to hard to explain because a lot of people just didn't get it, man. They didn't get the hype. They just went in and they couldn't realize how big of a masterpiece this movie was. Sure, it's like half a movie, but like, you know, what are you doing? No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, go ahead. I, I, I'm bullshitting. Dune is not my number one. Dune is, Dune is not even an honorable mention. My number one is the Mitchells versus the Machines, of course. <laughs> Netflix movie made by the same team who did uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and you can really tell because there's just nothing literally nothing to dislike about this movie and it's probably because it's a movie done by people like me for people like me it's a movie about loving movies it's a movie about being kind of the outcast of your family it's a movie about having a really funny dog and it's a movie about saving the world uh, with the, probably the least equipped people to, to deal with it. This is one of the most lovely, loveliest uh, uh, love letters to movies that I've ever seen. Uh, the main character, Katie, is uh, a fucking blast. She seems like a great time, and she's a great protagonist to carry this story. Her parents are, are, are sweet, tough, and a little distant, but that's how parents are. Her relationship with her little brother is adorable in a way that we rarely see siblings act. The closest thing, I think, is Gravity Falls, and the dog is great. Like there's, <laughs> there's just very little to dislike about this movie. Every voice fits. Every piece of animation works. This is a two and a half hour movie that is feels it? like it. Yeah, and it, it feels flies by. It flies by so fast. And man, in the peak of the pandemic, just when everything just kept just getting delayed and getting bad. This movie that just kind of came out of nowhere. Like a lot of people were not really expecting it. It was just like, oh, from the same team that did Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Okay, I'll watch that. And what a blast. What a great family movie. What a great uh, movie for like anyone that's ever felt just a little bit alone. Just a little bit uh, like an outsider. This is the movie for you. This is the movie. Like... Every time that I sit down with people or like, or, or like we talk about movies, like this is the movie that I'm thinking about. Uh, it, it, it's fantastic. The animation is, is wonderful. It's fast. It's energetic. It, it, feels like, it feels like music. It's got its own rhythm. And it's got a giant devil Furby. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you can't do in movies. And yet, for some reason, they do it here. And they work. Most tropes that shouldn't work, like the, the weird family that, that don't get along, like it works here because you know a dad like this. You know a mom like this. You know a daughter like this. You know a brother like this. Like, And it carries out so many universal truths. And I adored because of how insane it was. It, it, it manages to capture a lot of like, a unique style that is popular right now for comedy and make a movie that is basically timeless. And because of that, I adore the Mitchells versus the machines. I cannot wait for uh, the next Spider-Verse, but man, this was a good middle point. This is like what Malignant is to the Aquaman movies. That is what this is to the Spider-Verse movies. And 
man, I wish I had a long-winded story of how it touches like my my, my childhood, but no, this is just it's just a came up and I had a blast. And it, I can't deny it. The Mitchell versus the Machines is a home run. It's a blast. It's my favorite movie of the year. And it's probably not going to win at the Oscars for Best Animated, but God, I wish it did because it's so good. And everyone that worked on it deserves big old pat in the back because it's wonderful. So that's my number one, The Mitchells versus The Machines. You know what? You got me yeah. in the mood. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. All right, we can't play it too much because others will get demonetized and taken down for copyright. Is that what you were looking for, right? Now? Yeah, that's what, what I was looking for. This I was waiting for Rihanna's like part to end, so I could pause it there and I could play right after. <laughs> God, it, it's it, so good. It put that song back in my head. Uh, no, Mitchell's the Machines. Like I completely understand why it was great. It was fun. It was entertaining. The animation was incredible. It was weirdly different animation. Like it was three D, three D animation. If that makes sense. I don't know if that does, but. It, it was 3D, 3D, if that makes sense. It was CGI, but it felt like they were drawn on paper first, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, also, like, they, it's weird. It, it felt like a world that you could almost, like, uh, stick your hand in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like the anime films that we've, that we've talked, like Bell, for example, during you know, the parts where they're human. Yeah. That's paper. You can feel, like, you can almost, like, be like, okay, that's flat. Mitchell's versus the machines was so well made, like the shading and everything. It felt like it was an actual, it was a CGI world. Like it felt yeah. like a video game. Like so a no, VR experience. Yeah. yeah like it was incredible. So no, I completely understand why I was your number one. Uh, yeah. Films are chiefly made to entertain, help us escape, help us feel these emotions. And fundamentally, Mitchell's versus the machines. I mean, just did it for you. Yeah. Um, the great movie critic Roger Ebert once said that movies were empathy machines. And when I saw The Mitchell vs. the Machines, I could see myself in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I adored it because of that. It reminded me of what it was like to be 17 and you know, heading up to college and leaving your family. And man, it's yeah, it hit deep and I adored it because of it. So that's my number one. And that is our show. That's that is our top, top 10. 10 in the books another top 10 and you know this is this is kind of the thing that i look up one of the things that i look up to the most this year so mm-hmm. this is this is it's great that we can keep doing this and that it hasn't stopped in a weird way hey, um i yeah. got a proposal for you all right so this top 10 was fun how about we do another top 10 in a few maybe in a few months but i'm thinking would you want to do a top 10 animated films of all time our personal, our personal, our uh, personal top ten list of animated films. But but I'll say, let me give a caveat. That way, mine four of my answers aren't predictable. We can only pick one per franchise. One per franchise. So like, or I one per studio. One per no, one per franchise. If you can, you've seen way more animated film than I have. So like, you can do one per studio. But I'm gonna limit it to one per franchise, just because I don't want four of my entries to be Toy Story. All right, all right. That sounds fun. We could do that. Top ten animated films. Top any, ten uh, any animated, animated film can count. Any animated film can count. All right, yes. I'm into it. All right, look look for that in the future. The Stop challenge has been dealt. Challenge has been dealt. All right. Also, I'm I'm gonna just let you know this right now. I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna try to be a 
uh, a good kid, I'm going to limit myself to only one DC animated film. Also, just that way my list isn't completely predictable. So, oh, that sucks. Then you won't be able to put the killing joke in there. Oh, that fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, DC. How you disappoint me so. But yeah, that's my that's our top 10 for the for 2021. Strong year in film. I can't 2022 though, I think is gonna be even better. Hope so. Hope so that I'm I'm hoping that there's gonna be a lot of I hope that there's gonna be a lot of things that we don't expect them. Like Missiles and the Machines came out one weekend, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch this, and then it became my number one of the year. Um, I hope that we have more moments like that. I, I hope we have more fear street moments, I hope we have more malignant moments bless our soul if we get another spider-man but um yeah this is gonna be a great year i can't wait to do another rollback year with you and um yeah i guess this is it let's sign off so uh you can like you can listen to us on spotify itunes really anywhere you get your podcasts um i also do a lot of youtube reviews when i can be bothered and we are available we are available yeah like Eddie said whatever podcast or so we are on YouTube we're on Spotify we're on iTunes you can see Eddie's face if you're into that or you can hear our voices through here you can see us two times a week Fernie on Wednesdays us on Saturdays and yeah that is our show we're we'll come back next week and we'll talk about we still don't know what we're talking about but it surely will be something uh I feel like after the Oscars are over, we're going to finally be able to talk about more new, new films. But so far, um, it's still the, the start of the year. So this is what you have. Um, yeah, so keep keep an eye out on that. My name was Chema. I've been Eddie. And this was the rollback. Roll Signing reminder? off with a reminder to do things with your friends. This started as a very stupid, small thing, and it's somehow still going. (laughs) Five years later, still going. Five years later, still going. So, yeah. Do things with your friends. Don't not do them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Penis. (laughs) I'm keeping that. I, I wanted to end on something not cheesy.